what's good we are back baby and today on play economics we are catching you up on every single thing that me and Poppy missed. The PlayStation handheld release date and price. Starfield being a massive success. And Baldur's Gate 3 coming from a dead alpha to a potential front runner for game of the year. Remember to like this video, subscribe, and hit that notification bell to never miss the hottest video game news. Don't forget to sign up for the Playconomics newsletter for daily hot video game news. The link is in the description, but let's get into it. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to episode. I don't even know. We probably should have prepped, but this is probably doesn't episode... matter. It's the rebirth episode, rebirth of Play Economics, where we break down the business behind your favorite video games and give you financial context for industry trends. Now, I know what you're thinking. Where the hell have you guys been? Did you have a fight? Did yes. the Sonic fans finally get to you? They chased you around internationally, and finally, no. We we just took a vacation. Uh, we thought it was going to be a couple dead news weeks. Matt took a vacation. I took a vacation. We thought let's reload, recalibrate, refocus mm -hmm. and come back to play economics. Precious two daisies. And here we are. And I'm a daisy. I'm a daisy right now. Here we are. Daisy. In and that's, that's, that, that is the entire explanation. Yeah, that's it. We wish we had something exciting for you. Me and Bobby had vacations lined up and then we were just like, do we stress and struggle through this and produce subpar content? No. or do we take no. this time no never never subpar content from play economics so we decided to reload play economics and boom hit you with the rebirth right now but we missed we missed some things we we thought it was going to be slow for a good amount of time and then all of a sudden they're like playstation handheld information starfield Baldur's gate 3 and we're going to get into every single little piece of that information starting off with the playstation handheld so we got a release date we got a price and if you are a longtime fan of the play economics podcast we've been discussing the playstation handheld and how important it is for this to release at a reasonable price they completely missed the mark with psvr it's oh i thought you were about to say they missed the mark with this no, I was no, 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 say no. They, they completely hit the no. target with this so the psvr released at like 4.99 entirely too much mine and bobby's opinion that was one of the worst mistakes they could have made with the psvr they hit the nail on the head with the pricing for this they made it 199 basically the same price as a like the switch light so for is cheaper that, is that what switch light is yeah it's one uh, it should be 199 for a new one yes but yes correct it hits at a price point significantly lower than the actual switch which i think is interesting it's comes in cheaper than the switch comes in cheaper than the xbox series s the issue is that this is a secondary product which means you do need a playstation 5 to play this so i still think it's hard to get someone to invest not only the basic 500 dollars but also that additional 200 but i'm okay with this price and the november 15th release date i think is primo right before the holidays get this as a black friday deal get it into little kids hands it's i think overall they're doing a good job with 
getting this product to people and making it accessible. Bobby, how do you feel about the product itself? So here's where I'm at, and I've had quite a bit of time to ruminate and figure out my feelings on this is what you do during the break portal. Which yes. come on, come on, come on. That's what they're calling it. Portal PSP. When this is so clearly not a PSP. Yeah. That aside. Yep. Two hundred is a sweet spot. Would I have liked mm-hmm. 150? Yes, because look, and we'll talk about the Nintendo Direct later, the Switch Lite is a way better value than this. Yes. Like, yep. bar none, forget the fact that you can't play it on TV, the fact that you, I could play Tears of the Kingdom for 200 bucks on a Switch Lite is yep. full stop. But I think that we are maybe not quite understanding the target demo here i actually don't think this is for kids that that's fair i i feel like that's a common it's a handheld it goes to kids so enlighten me enlighten me i think this is going to be really revolutionary for single tv families in the sense yeah. that i am wanting to grind sea of stars my mm-hmm. wife or my kid really wants to watch whatever we only have one TV. Okay, I will sit next to you guys and play on the portal, and you guys can watch whatever, Kardashians or some shit, let's say, right? Yep. I think that is a really big pocket right now, but I don't know, like, for example, that is, that is a pocket that I'm actively living in, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But... When it comes to travel, you're only like, oh, I just, I just wish I, and I said it before, I would have gladly paid 250 for this if I could just download like Sea of Stars level indies. Yes. Yep. And, and then once the I get on hotel Wi-Fi or whatever, connect to my home PlayStation and stream my games. Yeah, I think they really missed the mark by not having a certain library accessible to download there are definitely games that this thing should be able to run and run smoothly without connection to the internet i think the connection to the internet is its biggest flaw by like a large i see what you're saying with the like a single family tv your your wife and your kids are trying to watch fucking teletubbies and you're trying to watch you're trying to play sea of stars and you can do that now with the PS portal. Handhelds are for traveling. And everyone knows it. Like the reason I have a Switch and the reason why I still play it often is because of traveling. Like that's the only reason. Well, what's the reason you bought two Xboxes? <laughs> that listen, I bought a second Xbox. I bought a Series S, which we'll talk about later when we get into Baldur's Gate. A Series S just to travel with so that i didn't have to risk my precious freezer box yeah you're walking around with your mini fridge yeah instead i'm walking around with like a very condensed laptop which i love i absolutely love travel with video games it's just the switch is ideal yeah i think like right now, if I didn't have a Switch and I'm looking at both of these things and I'm looking at the huge library on Switch, uh, yep. 
the Mario games, two Zeldas, every indie on the planet for 200 bucks. Yep. <sighs> I don't know and... if they're targeting the same market, but I there was money left on the table here. And and I know the PS Portable is definitely not aimed at kids. But the Switch Lite is also, you can pe- play it, and you can play it while you're on the train, bus, plane, and then you can hand it to your kid and tell him to play Pokemon. Yep. And that's something that the PlayStation Portable doesn't, or the PlayStation Portal doesn't have. Why would they make it the first half of the word? Like, why would they go PlayStation Portal and, like, make me say Portable every single time? And here's my thing with this. I feel like this is a such a big missed branding opportunity in the sense that, like, it's like when Apple was releasing the uh, the Vision Pro, and I saw a mock-up where they were calling it the iPod, E-Y-E, and I was like, oh my god, yep. that's perfect. Yep. That is so perfect. And mm-hmm. they're like, mm, no, Vision Pro, where it's like, just call it the PSP. Just call it the PSP, which you technically, I guess, still can. But, like, have that be the marketing behind it? Yep. Yep. They could have done it. You do they you, Sony. Done... You, I do you wanna, know better. I do want to bring up one uh, one additional review that I saw about the PlayStation Portal. And it's probably someone that you're familiar with because uh, I think he does the reviews of all the cameras and everything. But he makes uh, He's it... more computers and stuff. But, yeah, yes. I, I know I'm KBHD. Marque- yeah. Marquelis Brownlee. Uh, Bobby just said what his actual channel's name was. He did a review of the PlayStation Portal and called it the worst piece of tech he's seen in over a decade. And I was like, that seems a little harsh. But his focus was he completely glossed over the fact that he thinks it's cool that you can play it. uh, Like he understands the purpose of playing video games outside of actually connected to the um, PlayStation 5 and the TV. So he understands the value of it and then said that it was the fact that it doesn't have Bluetooth for normal headphones is something that we would absolutely destroy Apple for if they did it. Because basically what Sony did... He's right. He's right. Yeah. Basically what Sony did, and I'm stealing this directly from Marquise Brownlee, but what they did was they made Bluetooth headphones, the little earpod things, which I Mm -hmm. love, by the way. I think they're awesome. I would buy them. And they are the only thing that will connect to your PS Portable or a PS Portal. There is no yeah, other like headphones that you Sony can... headphone ID. Yes. Look, yeah. I agree that I think the lack of Bluetooth thing is just egregious. Yeah. Like how? It's a handheld. Um, but I think there are so many bigger glaring issues, like the fact that if I'm on hotel Wi-Fi, I'm going to be getting four frames a second, I think. <laughs> like, I'm going to buy this. Yeah. Just for the sake of, I want to, even if I end up returning it, I didn't pre-order it or anything like that, but I will buy this. If I'm, if I'm at Best Buy and I see one, I will buy it because I, I just got to know. If I can get this for like on a Black Friday deal, I'll get it to play on the couch instead of the TV. But outside it. This would need to hit like under one hundred and fifty dollars for me for me to purchase this. Not you're 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 looking at about four to eight months out on that. Yeah, it, this is definitely not something I'm buying day one. I think it is going to be like, I think it's something that 
if you have the expendable money, it will enhance your ability to play your PS5 because you can go sit in your bed and watch it and multitask while you're watching Netflix. Like, I do think this will enhance it. I just think they could have enhanced it tenfold for an extra $50 on this product. They could have enhanced the enhancement on it. Yes. Yeah. Like, it could have been a much better value at two at a $250, $300 price point than at 199 for the bare bone skeleton of a handheld. And you wouldn't have even need to make another vertical of gaming. Like you, they would be like, oh, well, then we got to make games. For... No, nope, nope. It's streaming. Nin- it's Ninten- fine. Nintendo ta- taught us that. Yeah. Where you don't need two separate, you know, video game verticals. Nope. Just have, it's just like with Steam Deck, Steam Deck verified, PSP yep. verified, small oh. game. Mm-hmm. And then I can stream God of War. Do you, okay. So, okay, and I okay. I don't want to compare this to Xbox, but do you know what would have happened if Xbox made a handheld? It would have been bad. It, and now everything that got released on Game Pass, all of the except for like the day and date releases, would have been on this. Like they would have found a way. Like Sony just isn't leveraging their massive catalog of backlog that you could be playing on this thing, because you have to download literally everything. This will no, be you, you a, can't. You you can't th- download. Th- that's, even fair, if you that's fair. That's fair. You to. yeah. You cannot download anything, and you need to play it on the internet. But I am gonna like seeing what the integration is with their subscription model because I think it is gonna be a like that is another value add where like you could just sit on the couch and play. Like uh, I'm trying to think of like an old old game for PlayStation that you'd be able to throw on there. But one of Crash one of their classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crash Racing. Don't want to boot up. The apes have escaped. Don't want to boot up the whole PS5. Let me just sit on the couch and multitask real quick. No, but I love and hate it. I love and hate the handheld idea. I think if you're going into the handheld market, you needed to swing a little harder with this. And uh, I think they missed the mark overall. Still cool product. But speaking of missing the mark, do you know what didn't miss the mark? Do you know what was exactly what everyone thought it was going to be? Can I tell the story of how you wanted to change the podcast format the week Starfield (laughs) came out just so you could avoid the accountability of having to discuss a subpar game? None of that happened. Look at the the potatoes in the bank vault. Look how many potatoes are in the... Get the fuck. Listen, you haven't played it, so I'll listen to none of your commentary. I play all of the subpar mid-level games that you recommend. You're going to look me in the eyes. You're going to look me directly in the eyes. You recommended Metro Dread. Me, Metro Dread was great. Mid- you are, you're, you're cracked and scroller. smacked. Inside scroller. Hold on. Let me... Stop. Yeah, t- t- let everybody know about Starfield, because I'm, I'm actively going to prove you wrong here live. So... I mean, you can't prove me wrong with my opinion of a game. If there's anybody who could, I bet it's me. (laughs) So we need to talk about Starfield because I'm going to be fairly honest when it comes to Starfield. Because as much as I would love this to have been a 10 out of 10, it is not. It is not a 10 out of 10. And the I feel like the Metacritic rating is a little low. 
mostly carried by the IGN seven, and there was another review of some random um, website that gave it a four. And I'm like, that's a little ridiculous. It's not a four. Like you could the seven. I'm like, all right, you didn't like it. I understand. You can give it a seven. I wouldn't be mad at somebody who gave this game a seven. A four. Come on, you're just lying. You're you just didn't play the game. You played the intro thing and were like, no, I don't want to play this. This is stupid. Xbox made a bad game. Game Pass is bad. And that's why you give it a four. Bobby would have given this game a four. Um, but what I have been and Bobby David has been shouting. Subpar combat, the character models are weak, it's still buggy, you know. What Bobby and I have been saying about this game for the better half of a year now is that it is going to be Fallout in space. And I see a lot of critiques on the internet saying this is just Fallout in space. And I'd like to ask you, what on earth were you expecting? Because I was expecting Fallout in space. And do you know what Fallout was? A fantastic goddamn game. We got Fallout 3, fantastic. Fallout New Vegas slipped a little bit, but still great game. What? You're, you're, I, you you fine, you should be fine. Playing, New Fallout Vegas 3. is the best Fallout game. It's the lowest rated, but... Just that makes out of zero sense. It oh, so you're the saying the ratings don't matter, and that potentially this is a better game than it is. I'm not saying they out. don't matter. I'm just saying that they don't correlate with what the game is. Good, because Starfield has been hundred percent on the money. Okay, so Fallout Three, great game. New Vegas, great game. Fallout Four, still good game, still fantastic game. Loved Fallout Four. Everyone's opinion soured with Fallout 76, which I think they kind of missed the mark on what they were doing with Fallout 76. <clears throat> I was not under the impression it was going to be like an MMO kind of live service game. And I think that's where a lot of the hate comes from. This is another Bethesda product. Why anybody was expecting anything but a Bethesda game from Bethesda and are criticizing them putting out a Bethesda game is ridiculous. This is Fallout in Space, and that's exactly what everyone was saying it should be, was expecting it to be. To then have it be that and get critiqued for it, I think is crazy. I haven't put too much time into it. I put about 10 or so hours just because I've been traveling so much lately and I didn't have a chance to really dive but in. You could play it with xCloud. I didn't have the internet to play it. Like, I just would not have had the internet to connect to anything. And I couldn't, I wasn't about to download it on my Series S with Airbnb Wi-Fi. Like, I'm just, it, it would have taken, uh, it would have taken a decade and a half. It is, there's a little bit to be desired with the combat. There's a little bit to be desired with the models. It's not the prettiest looking game. Would I recommend it? Highly. It has endless amounts of content the content is fun and i'm having a good time playing it bethesda so we'll we'll so let me i'll i'll try to checkmate you here for the kids at home matt how yeah. uh how starfield selling oh, oh we don't know because full spencer is, I mean, is putting out we have 85 it, no, no, million no, no. hold players. on hold on hold on you can check that how'd it sell it sold fantastic on steam we, we want numbers here, man. Okay, hold on. Let me get hold you on. the numbers. So so while you, you pull the numbers, because I definitely want to give people context to, number one, obviously, the a la carte purchases. 
and B, all these, like, and Apple does the same thing when they, they just release new iPhones. So if you've ever seen an MKBHD, actually, funny enough, he has a whole video on the Apple charts and how, like, the metrics are really skewed to one side so that the Apple line perfectly curves upward and stuff like that. I think there's a little bit of that going on with Phil Spencer and the 85 trillion people played Starfield with Game Pass. That doesn't really mean anything, Phil. The subscription services are hemorrhaging money right now. When it's it profitable. Comes... You can't really say that it is. No, no. It, it is Okay, we'll get there. Don't worry, boys and girls. Okay, I... so let me, let, me, let me bring up the... Is concurrent users a fair value? Of the service or of the game? Cause if people... On Steam, where people have to purchase it. Oh, yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about Game Pass. No. So on Steam, on September 10th, 330,000 people had were playing it all at one time, which breaks Skyrim's world record peak of 12 years ago of 287. It also crushes God of War, which was 73. Spider-Man 1, which was 66. But the Last of Us, which was yeah, 36. These are apples and oranges things. So a game that's being played... Well, one is a brand new release that is supposed to be the defining release That was their Xbox. peak. That was their peak. Yeah, but you comparing it to Spider-Man and God of War doesn't make sense. I want an in the... Okay, so 300,000, and that is how long after the game dropped? Two, two days? Four days. Four days. So 300,000 people in four days. What was Grand Theft Auto? What was fuck it? What was what was Fallout seventy six? That's their last major release, right? I beat Fallout seventy six also. Okay, so I would say that at this point, Starfield is a monetary success. It it it, it is not a Bethesda crash and burn. But from your camp, do you think it hit the mark that it needed to? To be this, this was... Elden Ring level cultural event. Yes, this was the this was the biggest first party game of the year, and it will continue to be. Okay, fine. And I think and you that think is it's, what it's, they did. It's needed. as culturally impactful as something like Elden Ring or Tears of the Kingdom, in terms of just to... everywhere you go, people are talking about it. You cannot to... go to a corners of the internet. And you know what? Forget your skin. Let's talk Elden Ring because Elden Ring was this left field phenomenon where people who didn't even play video games were talking about yes. fucking Elden Ring. I don't think it's fair to compare it to Elden Ring because it's on all platforms. This is a first party exclusive. Okay. Do you think Spider Man is going to do better than Starfield? If you no. if that's the game, I I th you don't think no. Spider Man is going to do better than Starfield? It, I think I think it'll it, review. Hold it. Wait it. Listen. Hold, listen. Matt, let, let me explain it. it. Let me explain it. Let hold me explain it. it. I think. Culturally, no shot. Metacritic, S Spider Man is going to beat it. And we can't do sales numbers because Xbox doesn't release on it. How about we do. We'll have to look at the numbers, but we'll see day of release what are the Steam pre orders and what are the um, purchases made that day on oh no you can't get it on steam because it's a playstation exclusive so there's no way consoles. to there's no way to compare these the only way to do it would be metacritic review and i'm not comparing a game based on metacritic review because pentiment got a 10 out of 10 
Pentiment yeah, is not a better game than Starfield. We're not going to talk about uh, ye old Pentiment. I, I still yeah. think that person should be fired. Yeah. Listen, um, I did play it. It isn't bad. Like, it, it, I would recommend someone play it. It's free on Game Pass. Like, it's included in Game Pass. It is, like, it is a good game. But it's not a 10 know. out of 10, is I it? I don't know if it deserved a 10. It takes a massive twist that I was not expecting. It was like, holy shit, this is a good game. So like it deserves like a high score, but not 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 ten. So here is the last thing I will talk about with Starfield without any fanboyism. I mm-hmm. feel like Bethesda twice now, the same way Sony has twice mm-hmm. now, gotten completely, utterly just lacked very close to their biggest release. Um when Fallout 4 came out, Witcher 3 came out like two months before that. Yeah. yeah. When uh, both Horizons came out, we got Zelda and Elden Ring, right? Yeah. That are just like, hey, we know what you're trying to do. We're going to do this so much better that yep. you live in our shadow yep. in perpetuity. Yep. So let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Before we get into this... The only reason I'm not... No, I guess that's fair, because Legend of Zelda wasn't a PlayStation game and it completely just absolutely trucked. So I'll give you the comparison, just because Baldur's Gate is currently not playable on the Xbox. Look, even if not open-world RPG. Open-world RPG. Man, I I remember I had never given a shit about high fantasy or anything like that. And I saw The Witcher... And I saw mm-hmm. the, the, it was gameplay or something, and you're riding, and like the light, those light rays are coming through the trees. And I was like, well, whatever this is, I am, I'm there, right? Yep. And I played it. And it was a, it was a little clunky. It took me several times to get The Witcher, but even though mm-hmm. I didn't get it every time I played The Witcher 3, I was like, man, I, I really, there's something here. There's something here for me. Mm-hmm. And then I played Fallout 4, and I'm like, Nah, this is there's no light rays coming through the trees and uh yeah my partner's a robot detective it was interesting it was interesting listen i did the we're we're not here to shit on it let's give Baldur's i mean Gate don't get me wrong flowers. i would die for nick valentine your robot yeah. detective partner let's not let's not I would also like to preference that you're giving this game all of its flowers and you hate this game. You tried to play it. <laughs> yeah. So to be clear to yeah, be, like, to listen, be, I, listen. I, I text him and I was like, I know I'm not going to like Baldur's Gate, but I'm traveling a lot. Maybe I'll get it on Steam. And it was the most, first of all, my controller wouldn't connect. My controller wouldn't connect. That's a PlayStation controller issue. My no, Xbox controller no. never had any issue. Really? Because the Xbox controller you bought me. Should we tell people mm-hmm. that? That you bought me an Xbox controller as a groomsman gift despite I the fact that I don't have an Xbox? I did. <laughs> I did. Um, no, the Xbox controller. Let, let me do this way. At least the PlayStation controller would register on Steam. Like when I moved the, the joystick. Yeah. Did Xbox you not plug it in? I, I plugged it in. The Xbox X lit up. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's um, wild. I bought Baldur's Gate. I tried. I tried playing it for like twenty-eight minutes. Yep. I did what I thought would be a cool character. I got into Baldur's Gate. There's some. Mm-hmm. There's some bloodborne ass squid people. Yep. And I'm like, okay. And then I get into the game, and it's a fucking point and click. 
Yes. And I'm like, yep. No. So, but apparently me... it's not if you play with controller. If you play with controller on PS5, it's not a point and click, which I'm opener to. Usually, usually games that are point and click on um, PC and not on Xbox are usually still point and click. It's just you scroll over with the left thumbstick and hit A, and then your character walks over. So I no, again, I have no for me, dog. Yeah, I don't know if it's like that. I haven't played it yet. I'm waiting for Xbox because the um, the thick men, my Apex team wants to all play Baldur's Gate together and I'm like I can't buy this game twice cuz I don't believe it's crossplay which is ridiculous just as an FYI. Uh, and I could be wrong on this. Let actually let me uh Bob while I vamp for a second Google see if it's crossplay. <laughs> so Are you googling or am I googling? Am I vamping? Googling. Or are you... Okay, so here's my thing with Baldur's Gate 3. This is that Witcher thing where that or that Elden Ring thing, rather, I was talking about earlier, where you cannot go to a corner of the internet and not hear, see, or be fed something about this game. Right? Yes. It is just uh, this cultural tidal wave. I can confirm that Baldur's Gate is not crossplay, so I will not be getting on the PS5 because I will need it on the Xbox and I'm not paying for this game twice. Two, this game was a cultural phenomenon until Starfield came out. I think since Starfield has come out, I have. And about two weeks after Baldur's Gate came out, it was not Elden Ring-esque, where it oh, continued. I disagree. I was it's... all my entire Twitter down. Look at this. Look at this funny interaction I had in Baldur's Gate when I rolled like D7 dice. I know, but it it ended quick. Like, I have not seen any content about Baldur's Gate since starfield released and i think the re the thing holding baldur's gate back from being a game of the year and being a cultural phenomenon over starfield is that a lot more people are going to enjoy starfield than they would baldur's gate baldur's gate is made for a very specific type of I, gamer i still think it wins game of the year. look if it takes two can win game of the year baldur's gate can win game of the year baldur's gate could totally win game of the year and i think it's gonna to be to be eminently clear i do, i don't know my thing with this year is there's no strong candidate so i would not be surprised if starfield won if boulders gate won if spider-man won if nope. hogwarts it's, legacy won no no it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be one of the big three starfield zelda or boulders gate those are your choices yes Pick one. i i understand but i don't think any of those three stand far and away above the other ones like elden ring was if you didn't vote elden ring for game <laughs> of the year you were wrong can i just, can i just vote elden ring again yes i think i yeah, should like, probably pick god of war but no did i pick yeah, god of war or did I you pick did you did you were wrong you picked god of war like i thought about god of war more than i thought about elden ring it's just not true. We mentioned Elden Ring pretty much on this podcast every single time. But let's Bro, get when into... When DLC drops, my life is over. Yes. So Steam numbers for Baldur's Gate were absolutely out of control. Minus one because Bobby bought it and then returned it. It's do, it is a massive... Great process, by the way. Here's, here's what yes. I get to Steam. Return process? They're like, oh, you don't like playing video games on the same machine that you use TurboTax? We yep. get it. Understand. I think you have like the 48 hour window or like five in game hours and they just refund it to you. They were for like, free. bro, you just made your character. Yeah. We know this but, is not for yeah, you. 
you didn't you didn't even have sex with a bear yet return it return it but steam numbers are doing fantastic i think it has the numbers and the cultural phenomenon factor to be game of the year but the most important piece of baldur's gate 3 for me specifically is the fact that people are now writing specifically in this article from polygon who i'm going to call out the writer because you scared me when you wrote this because i didn't even think of this Ollie Welsh, you scared me with this article. Baldur's Gate 3 just made the future of the Xbox Series S a bit more uncertain. And what he's explaining in this article is that the issue with Baldur's Gate on um, the Xbox Series S versus the X is not that it won't run, but the delay coming to the Xbox is that couch co-op is included in this game. The Xbox Series X can handle it. The Xbox Series S cannot. And they were trying to get it to a point that this game would release on both X and S at the same time. And they were trying to fix that issue where couch co-op would be included on the S. And they could not do it in a reasonable amount of time with how popular this game was. This game was not game of the year material. I don't think Xbox would have cared. But because it is and they need it on their console and they need it on their console as soon as possible before everyone already bought it on PlayStation or everyone that hears about it buys a PlayStation, they're scrapping it from the S. Good. And they're putting it on the X only until cross play or until uh, Couch Call for Crossplay is feasible on the S. I love and hate this this decision. I love that they made the decision and that they chose to get a really good game and put it on Xbox as soon as possible. And it's confirmed it's coming before the end of the year. I think too late, unless this drops right before. Um, this is a great Thanksgiving weekend game. Yes. Yeah. In, if it doesn't but drop before. Will also be out then. So like a lot of people will be playing back in Spider-Man. If this does not drop before Thanksgiving xbox screw they shouldn't have even cut it from the the s you should just wait until the s is ready this is such an important game for this year and to not have it on your console is a huge mistake but i don't like the trend and the pattern that will eventually emerge of if we can't get it on the s it's not going because it makes the value of the s much much smaller it reveals the true value of the S, which is nothing. No, it, it is a high-quality $250, $300 Game Pass machine where you get all Xbox first-party releases, which now includes Starfield, which will soon, soon include Call of Duty. And its value will be immense. But if you're not getting every game, its value tanks. Like, if I have to buy this and in xbox and i run into the sony conundrum where i'm selling you products that require you to have the playstation 5 already it's kind of a waste of money it's not worth 300 dollars plus the price of a series x and they got to walk a really 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 fine line with what they do with this and i mean look <laughs> just to bolster that this, I've, i pulled an article here from august 21st so we're almost mm-hmm. a month out that yep. on August 21st, Baldur's Gate did 5.2 million sales on Steam. It's since yep. been like the most pre-ordered thing on PlayStation. This is going to end up in the high tens, low fifteens 
yeah all sold which is a yeah. for a game like this massive 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 and listen, we love to see it from Larian Studios. They did not compromise on this game at all. They made very specific Dungeons & Dragons decisions based on this game. For example, they level cap you at 12. Uh, after 12, after, after you 12, get to level 12... You'll become, become a wizard, Harry. <laughs> no, after 12, you basically get to break the game, and there's no way a video game could ever capture that. And instead of trying, they were like, no, 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 no. you're going to get your best experience between 1 and 12. And I'm completely okay with that there's no in-game transactions there's plenty of things that gamers have always wanted and get ignored often when game developers throw these games together really happy for larian studios i don't think this is going to kill rpgs like people are saying on the internet like this game is good but it's how still can other how can other games compete i'm sorry how, how like th this is this whiny yeah video game journalist nonsense where it's like Oh, how how can anyone compete with, uh, I don't know, uh, Tom Brady? You think Tom Brady's going to be the last person to ever win that many Super Bowls? No. Because somebody, out, somebody out there is like, I, if he can do that, I can do that. So I'm going to do that. And I would also like, like just, I think that just taking game of the year in comparison, It Takes Two was not as heavily intensive as Baldur's Gate 3. I would consider them at the end of the day close. They're going to be the same type of success. Like they're going to be like game of the year did fantastic. It takes two was awesome. Baldur's gate game of the year. Potential game was fantastic. Love to see it. You can make an indie game that isn't Baldur's gate three. Like it's not going to kill indie games. If yeah. anything, all of the studios buying all the studios are going to kill indie games. But that's for a later Sony buys Larian tomorrow. Yeah. What would you do? Uh, what would you do? Nothing. I have a PlayStation. Like, I it transcended. Like, seen into the iris. Remember like, when it, we were going to play Overwatch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You I think, don't like You Overwatch. think Blizzard just took Overwatch out to pasture? No, apparently it's in a like I every once in a while I check in on Overwatch and it's in a really good state. It's just there's other games to play now. Like over, original Overwatch came out without Fortnite. And like in a world where Fortnite exists, Overwatch came out in 2016, Fortnite 2017. Like original I mean, look, they're over letting like TikTokers have their own Fortnite. How long until we get a Fortnite skin? Like they're running out Listen. of people. Play Comics Fortnite skin. Listen, listen. I still hold on. They put Nicki Minaj in Call of Duty. I know. They put Nicki Minaj in Call of Duty. I I still think that we live in a world where <laughs> I've said it before, and you and I would you and I would only play Fortnite for the rest of our lives if they had a Burn Notice character skin pack in Fortnite. If Michael Weston goes into <laughs> Fortnite, do you know I tried to show Sarah that show and it does not hold up. I don't know what memories I have of this show yeah, and it being it, peak I mean, cinema. Look, it, it, it was a it was a weekly spy procedural on USA that was trying to be Miami Vice, but also had Bruce Campbell. The, that Jeffrey was not Donovan. It. Jeffrey Donovan is potentially the worst actor of all time. Yeah, who decided that that was the guy that they were going to try to make famous? Because he's literally <laughs> <They're>... done nothing. <laughs> He was in. He was in Hitch. He was in Hitch. Okay, so he's done as like a yeah. Like he was in Hitch for about ten seconds. 
but that's it. That's the only other thing I've ever seen of it. But before we ramble on about burn notice anymore, we're going to get to the news that happened now. What happened in the last week or so? The normal Playconomics content. What we're going to give you today is two showcases. We had the Nintendo Direct, and as we like to call them, the Nintendo Directly Into the Trash. Because there is just almost nothing redeemable about the Nintendo Direct that just happened. But Bobby, give me your first thoughts. So my biggest takeaway from this Nintendo Direct Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is maybe possibly switch 2 is still farther out thank you thank you because okay you've got your big push for mario wonder which mm-hmm. okay i might even dabble looks like a fun yep. side scroller even though matt has yep. bad taste in those and then they're yeah. like look i'm not a paper mario person i have a, I have a wife and kid so i you know i, I don't like paper mario um it is the worst of the Mario's. I'm like Mario Golf is a superior game experience to any. Have you played them? Mario. Have you played them? Yes. Like, have I, you played, played the one? Like, not recently, because again, adult. But was it um, was it the original or this one? <clears throat> I, the Paper Mario I played because I played it at a friend's house and it was like the hottest thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to rent it at Blockbuster was the Wii one. I don't remember what it was called, but it was the one that was like a little it, scary guy with glasses and he was the bad guy. It's not that one was the tail end of these games being good. So you need to play this one. This one is fantastic. So so, th- so this is what I'm saying, right? There was nothing substantive from this Nintendo showcase other than the fact that they closed with Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. And I've yep. never seen the internet just like like a chernobyl fukushima level just meltdown like just people were crying in the streets as if they had just seen an angel in real life i can like they were i can just... tell you right now i can tell you right now that when this comes up and when this gets released i think it's uh november of this year or no it's no, sometime so in 2024 sometime in 2024 which is my question of yes how do they put how do they release this in the second half of 2024 with the switch 2 if they can't do it so that's why i am standing on the fence that or standing firm that switch 2 is 2025 and no sooner well my devil's advocacy to my own argument is this Mm -hmm. they're pushing out a lot of games at once we're getting mario rpg we're getting a mario side scroller and then sometime in 2024 we're getting thousand year door what if this is like when Switch released and then like a week after Switch release, we got the Metroid remake on 3DS to be the bridge game between the two? You remember this? I, it was the Metroid yeah. 2 remake. Yeah. That's my own, but I'm like, all right, but that's Metroid 2. This is, people were, there's videos of, of people like weeping. So I will tell you right now that as soon as this comes out, I'm going to come on this podcast and I'm going to say if they all they have to do is up the graphics, they don't need to change anything. Nintendo, look at me. You do not need to change anything. You take the game and you up it. The shitty job you did with Diamond and Pearl, like 
brilliant diamond and shining pearl that works here you can do this here you don't need to improve it you don't need to do some other iteration of paper mario you don't need to add anything from future paper marios you need to keep it like this and make it look prettier also don't make it look prettier sell this to me again at seventy dollars and i will buy it i don't know man i don't know i don't know <sighs> to me to i'm gonna my, here's hold, what on, I, hold here's on hold what on hold on hold on hold on i'm gonna go on this podcast and tell you that the paper mario series either one or two are in my top five of gaming history after this game comes back out because i have not played these games in a better half more than a decade now and these were the pinnacle of Mario games. They are the best way to experience Mario games. And Paper Mario and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door are the greatest Paper Mario games ever. And once this releases, I guarantee this game moves into my top five games of all time. See, a Super Paper Mario is the one I played. Yeah, and this guy, I forget what his name is, but he has a top hat and these glasses. He's a fun little character. I like him. He's out. He's uh, he's out for debauchery. That's all I remember. Yes. Of this game. Yeah, yeah. This but one's on the Wii. Yeah, no, not this one. Here's what I will say though: I mm. never played Thousand Year Door. Didn't give a shit. But I can yep. I, I can tell you the commercial for Thousand Year Door. Hit me. Do you? Oh where, yes, yeah. What? Just what go. The, just go. Just go. And it was the the river, and it was like the the paper uh, boat or the paper airplane going down the river. I don't know why I have this just seared into my six yep. seven year old memory that that was a commercial it's, for Paper Mario. Listen, I I am going to request that you spend your hard earned money and play this game because it is it's fantastic. You will love it. Yep. As Bobby falls over. I didn't fall uh, over. I had to this get is, the bat phone. This is the peak of the like funny Mario side, funny Mario writing. It's hilarious. Love this game. But we're going to close out the show and round out the show with the PlayStation State of Play, which Bobby ever so generously texted me and said that it was a success and a 7 out of 10 State of Play. And I think mm. he's absolutely off his rocker i would give this at best a four uh because i googled it tales of arise dlc is not playstation exclusive which means nothing showed on this on this except for a little bit extra content for resident evil 4 let me let me me tell hold on let me tell you something (laughs) first of all i have to i have to i have to i gotta give the tough love here they came out they said we're only showing third party and indie stuff and then except for did, spider-man except and, for yeah. spider-man and hell and fine so yeah so but like and, this is my thing where it's like as a company if you want to manage expectations manage expectations because now what is the precedent every time there's a say oh are they going to show last of us factions no they're not yep or maybe nope. they will right either don't say anything or say exactly what's going to happen in terms of parameters so that immediate yep. points but whatever whatever I, I don't have time to emotionally invest on that level. Uh, the big standouts, I would say that there's two. Number one, separate ways DLC coming Resident Evil 4, baby. <laughs> Give me the year. Can't wait. Can't wait. 
You um, didn't list it in your big three for uh, Game of the Year. Just <laughs> could you imagine? Could you just imagine if it actually does win Game of the Year over Baldur's I'm game? telling you, the contenders are so weak this year, I wouldn't be surprised if this won Game of the Year. Does this DLC come out before the end of the year? I think it comes out this month. I think, like, end of September it comes out. If this DLC comes out dropping next week, if this DLC is good, it can totally win. And I'm okay with it now because the DLC wasn't in the original game. This is completely it, new content. Well, no, kind of. So it was. So the original game dropped on GameCube, didn't have this yep. DLC. When the okay. game came out on PS2, it had the DLC. Okay, so this is still reused content. Yes. Okay, then no, it cannot win Game of the Year. And I well, would be mad if it wins Game of the Year. It can, it can win. But continue. But yes. What a, what what do we get from so, the PlayStation so, State of Play? No, I, I would say the two biggest things of consequence. You've got your Honkai Star Rails, which when I saw that game, I'm like, this is, if I've ever seen a game that they were like, or let's Matt. market directly yeah. to Matt. Yeah. Let's make it yep. weeby. Let's make it free to play. Let's put yeah. in a bunch of microtransactions and cat girls like. That's me. That's me. You said <laughs> microtransactions. I'm all in it. Spend money, um, sure. Why I know not? the two biggest things of consequence were Helldivers 2 and Final Fantasy Reunion. Final Fantasy 7 Reunion. Which let me alright, so let me start with Helldivers. Yeah. After seeing this trailer, I am less bullish on the game, but still mm. excited. I think that nothing I like. This is the Starship Troopers game I've always wanted. I just really don't like forced multiplayer games, right? Like, I didn't like Agreed. Evolve or stuff like yeah. that. Like, cool, fine. I, this was a great opportunity for them to do one of their live service games, right? Yep. But let's see. I think the tone is there. I, I, I think the shooting the space bugs thing is fine. I don't love, and this is just me, the whole you party up with three of your friends. And then I hate, mm -hmm. I hate, I just have this pet peeve when they show these things and there is this clearly scripted team chat from the developers. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm reloading. Great. I'll thin out the like shit. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Yeah. Like, look at the said power. Something up. even mildly yeah. racist. This isn't even a game chat. Yeah, this is yeah. not a game chat. Definitely, definitely not Xbox game chat. Um, so there's that. February, I think a great time. I thought I would have liked to see it earlier. Like this would have been another one of those great Thanksgiving couch yeah. co-op with your cousins or Christmas break with your cousins kind of game. Yeah. February is also a good time for it. I'm not. Listen, first game of the year, I think if this goes well, this is a banger for the year. Right? Yep. But, but <laughs> listen to me. For, if, unless this comes out January 1st, mm. nobody is going to give a shit about Helldivers the second February, the mid-February rolls around because everybody's going to be replaying. Final Fantasy Seven, Intergrade, getting ready. For, Matt, this game looks fantastic objectively fantastic and when i heard they were remaking final fantasy 7 mm -hmm. i was scared because of what a beloved thing it is and then when i played the remake i was like no you guys hit the mark and then when they 
change what they change. And they're like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 that is that. This is this. Just trust us. And I'm like. So is this new? Like, is this new content? I can't. How do I put this? It is. Okay. Well, spoilers for Final Fantasy VII. Yep. Everyone. Okay. So in the original 1997 Final Fantasy VII, Zack, Mm -hmm. the guy with the black hair, is not in it. Yep. Okay. He's talked about, but he's not yep. in it. Mm-hmm. In Final Fantasy, whatever the remake they did last year, First Soldier, Crisis Core, Crisis Core, I think. Yeah. Crisis Core sounds right. You play yep. as Zack and you learn his story and you learn that he died. Mm-hmm. But he's here. So how is that possible? Yep. Okay. You also see Aerith in this trailer. And I think that by this point in the original, she's dead. Spoiler alert, it's like the most tragic death in video game history. If, if, if It's been almost 30 years. If you don't know that Aerith yep. dies in Final Fantasy VII. But she's I'm going to play it and I'm not going to remember. And there is this weird thing that happens at the end of the first part of the remake where it's almost like a timeline multiverse type thing where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. there's another version of us doing different stuff. It's a little Kingdom Heartsy. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a little Kingdom Heartsy. Yeah, and they're like, you know, like the the Bioshock Infinite constants and variables thing. It's like there's always Cloud Tifa and Barrett and everything that goes along with them. Anyway, yeah. all that to say, I don't know if this is a retelling. I it, it I don't, but I'm excited. I'm just excited yeah. because they handled the first one with such care, respect, and and confidence that there, there's no way that this one. Is it going to be an and it just looks so fucking good. Okay. They show Vincent, so, who's a vampire from the like. Love, love that. It's so, so good. You, I can't ga- wait. you gave me some context with the Final Fantasy VII thing because again, I couldn't, I could not physically play this game. I tried to play the remake. I think I would honestly prefer the original. I don't like the half turn based, not turn based combat. Just cannot. Cannot be bothered with it. Don't like it. You gave me some context, so I will bump this up to a five. But outside of that, I think Helldivers, it just, it it feels like a Halo knockoff, and it will never not feel like a Halo knockoff. Um, no, come on. Because you're, you're, like, this, this, uh, this Foam is not Stars to... open beta. Oh, come on. <laughs> Like, I'm glad you guys have that. That's fantastic. Love it. New cover plates. New Three new PS5 cover plates. Whoa, shit. Goddamn. That's in it. And then they gave you Tales of Rise Beyond Dawn DLC, which was fantastic news. I'm going to go replay Tales of Rise now. The one thing we haven't touched on, and I actually think <clears throat> is going to end up being the most consequential as we... Is it Roblox? Roblox. Is it Roblox? Yep. How is this not on PlayStation? I don't know, but can you imagine the phenomenon? They have like, and I, I might be quoting, in the high 60 million daily average users on Roblox. Who on earth? It, I had, I would not even have considered for a <laughs> I second. Can't say it. I, was, I can't even say what I was going to say because I thought you were going to say who on earth plays Roblox. I was gonna say. No, no. Who, how did PlayStation go this long without Roblox? I don't know, but How? they're basically set for life now, huh? How? Like, 
I saw this, and I, thank you for bringing this up because I completely forgot about it. I saw this in the trailer and was like, what do you mean Roblox is coming to play? I was like, did these guys buy Roblox? And then I see the thing, and it's just like, it's on PlayStation 4 on October 10th. What about PlayStation 5? Like, what well, What are we doing here? I don't think it What don't are think we it doing matters, here? Because you can play it on both. I think that that's just, I, I, think, at a, I think at this point, you, sh- you should just say it's on PlayStation but why does this article from Game Radar say Roblox is coming to PS4 and not PS5? Meaning, like, there's not a PS... Like, people will do that. There's not... A, it, it, you don't have the up-res 120 frames version, which means oh, it's then not I don't technically care. on PS5. Yeah, I, shut, shut yeah, up, I don't, yeah, I don't care about that. If that if that is the only true distinction, shut up. Like, it, can I... You can play... Can let I, me put it to you. You can play Minecraft on PS5. It's the PS4 version, though. Oh, like I don't care about that. It's fucking Minecraft. Like, that's exactly... Yeah, like it's, a, yeah it's fine. The gotcha um, verbal bullshit they're trying to do here. The fact that Roblox has not been on PlayStation is just bad business on PlayStation's part. That's wild. But let me tell you something. They were worried about being able to float their mega, bu- their mega buster games. Not anymore. They ain't worried about it anymore. <laughs> listen they're like all right you bought activision we've been waiting to do this for like the better part of 10 decades we're gonna put roblox on our uh, system this is yeah extremely yeah love this and i take it back i'm with you it's a seven now this that's them getting this almost makes it a 10 the best part is they don't have to own it they just get the transactional rips which is even better that's it yeah you get the like that Everyone knows why Roblox makes a lot of money. I'm just, I'm literally floored that this was not already a thing. Well, cool for, uh, they literally like, I can't say it. I can't, we're, we're turning a page. I can't say, so, say somebody was that. straight up at, at Sony and was like, we need a hundred billion dollars next year tomorrow, from something completely <clears> different. <throat> and an inter intern in the back is like, Yo, put Roblox. Have you thought Kids. about putting Roblox on the system? They got they got Rocket League on that. Like, just just get it. And they like did the numbers, and they were like, oh, we get 150 billion. Fantastic! It's, it's, put Roblox the, the, on. The and then they fired the intern. Roblox is just two kids in a trench coat. Yeah, who've been wanting to play Roblox on PlayStation. Roblox, let me play with the Robux. I want to buy listen, Robux. Listen, man, this is like that mental cocaine. I have some cut little cousins. And when they're on their Roblox, like they're Jake they're was... living out li- like life, like they're playing like games and like it it, it is. Jake was uh, rehashing memories because he just went off to college, and he was explaining to me how one birthday he took all of his birthday money and bought Robux on our Xbox, and was like, "I've never made a more." valuable purchase to my mental health than that 120 dollars of robux and i'm like what does that even mean he's like that game is fantastic <laughs> he was like it's liquid he goes through a phase of roblox and minecraft every year of yep. his entire life and i'm just like how did they do this like how did they do this and it's just the fact that it wasn't on playstation absolutely blows my mind i would have never if i had known and thought this was a possibility, I would have brought this up on literally every podcast we've ever made because 
it's such a monumental not getting money move. And I'm going to re-edit all of our podcasts and in the beginning going to say, Roblox, is it on PlayStation? Like, this is this, this is close to, like... retroactively go edit 200 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, BC and... What's the AD? Like, that's the difference. Like, this is now PlayStation before Roblox, after Roblox. Like, that's how significant this is. So I, I take it back. I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight for this state of play because this is potentially the biggest news PlayStation has had in three years. I mean, even your feet game, your rail me with the stars thing um, is <laughs> is is a Genshin Impact game. Like, Sony's going to yes, be making a ton of money off of you weebs with this. And you better believe Helldivers is going to have some skins. It looks like Spider-Man is also going to be microtransaction heavy with all Listen, these skins. I, no, no, it's not going to be microtransaction because the first one had a ton of costumes and so did Miles Morales and they're all on lock base. Okay. Like uh, in-game challenge. Okay. Is that what you like want to see? One, stuff. like two weeks away from the game? I didn't watch skins? it. I didn't, I didn't watch it because they did the same exact thing with the first Spider-Man where they ruined yep. the... They almost ruined the, I mean, okay, one hour in as we landed, I guess I'll spoil Spider-Man 2018, 2019. So, Damn, you're ruining video games today. So there was the first Spider-Man trailer we mm -hmm. saw it was with Mr. Negative, a okay. G-list Spider-Man villain. But we're like, oh, cool, yeah. like new, we haven't seen this before. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then didn't see another fucking thing. And then a month before the game released, they had one of these state of plays. Yeah. And they're like, hey, you know all you know all your favorite Spider-Man villains? The Vulture, uh, the Rhino, Electro. Uh, Is Green Goblin not in it? It's a bad game if Green Goblin. I don't remember. It was, hold on, it was all the animals. It was Scorpion, Electro, Vulture, because there's six of them. Rhino, uh, Mr. Negative, and then the big Craven? reveal... No, he's in this one. The The big reveal at the end was... So we didn't even know any of these characters were in the game. So now we're mm -hmm. like... You know, the, the kid with the ramen by the microwave meme? Yeah. His ramen's on fire? Yep. And then they stop, like, just short of showing that Doc Ock is in the game. But, but you boot up Spider-Man, and, like, the first level is Doc Ock is your professor, and you're like, I get it now. Yeah. But it's like, I, I yeah. didn't what? care. I, 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 I completely skipped through the Spider-Man stuff because it's like I want to play it. I want to enjoy it. Yeah. You don't. You don't. It's. It's. You don't need to tell me more on this. Yeah. Overall, overall, I think it was a. I think it's a much better showcase now that I am putting together again that it didn't have Roblox. That is a huge, massive win. Love to see that. Fantastic that it's coming. The Final Fantasy VII information helps make it a little better. I still think Helldivers is going to be a flop, so I could care less about any information that shows up on that. Spider-Man 2, you got a bunch of skins, don't care. Tales of Arise DLC is cool. Um, but with that being said, as we take this in for a landing, remember, like this video, subscribe, and hit that notification bell to never, never, ever miss any of the hottest video game news. And remember, as always, happy gaming. We switched it. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know.